the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Yep, living life like it matters. You know why? Because you matter. Because your life matters. Because you were created for a purpose. And man, what a great, great season, right? It's the reason for the season we know is because we have been blessed. And I am in uh, blessed to be in Minnesota. I'm in Minneapolis. I'm right here in the live in the studio. I love being in the studio. I can look through the glass and see my producer. I I have microphones all around me. A little bit different than where I usually do my radio show. And I want to thank you for joining me. You know, time is valuable. And uh, one thing I learned a long time ago: uh, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And boy, there's a lot of people busy this time of year. There's a lot of people busy out there. But the question is, busy about what? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I want you to consider our baggage. You know, I've uh, been here for a week, and uh, I went to the Mall of America last night, and thank you, you guys are all welcome for all the tax dollars I I gave to you guys last night, spent some money, because I had a car. I knew I was going to be here. I rented a vehicle, and so I spent way too much money on stuff we probably really didn't need, but I got some great gifts for some people. And I got a lot of baggage in my car. I got a bag in my room here with a whole bunch of papers in it and Bibles in it. I got a truck loaded full of stuff out there uh, at my friend's house where I'm staying. I got a lot of stuff there. You know, one thing God told me a long time ago, you know, Black, you're going through this world too heavy. He goes, this isn't your world, man. What are you doing storing up so much stuff? What are you doing taking so much stuff with you? And that's what I want to talk about today. Life is a journey with many stops, many turns, many detours, and short-lived destinations. Let's make it analogous to a long trip with multiple cities along the way. That's what life is. It's like you're going on a a 12-year journey, and you're going to stop and stay in these different cities along the way, and you go into a city, and you unpack your bag, and you buy stuff and go around, and then you pack your bag back up, and then you go to another city, you unpack your bag, and that goes on and on and on and on. See, we pack and unpack our luggage as we come to each city along this long journey, and along the way, we pick things up, and let's be honest, we leave things. Someone like me, we lose things. We don't mean to, but we unintentionally leave them in the hotel room. We unintentionally leave them at a restaurant table. We unintentionally. See, and at some point, we've got to unpack our luggage. 
And we got to take inventory. We got to see what's in there. And today we're going to open the phone lines up to some recent graduates. But I really want to label today's show Ironing Things Out. Let me start with a story. You know, once there was a king who received a gift of two magnificent falcons. Oh, they were beautiful. Beautiful peregrine falcons, the most beautiful birds he had ever seen. So he gave the precious birds to his head falconer to be trained because he wanted the whole kingdom to see these beautiful, majestic creatures. Months passed. And one day the head falconer informed the king that though one of the falcons was flying majestically, soaring high in the sky, the other bird had not moved from its branch since the day arrived. The king summoned healers and sorcerers from all the land to to tend to the falcon, but no one could make the bird fly. He presented the task to the members of his court, but the next day the king saw through the palace window that the bird had still not moved from its perch. Nobody could motivate that bird. Nobody could get that bird to be what it was created to be. Having attempted everything else, the king thought to himself, maybe I need someone more familiar with the countryside to to understand the nature of this problem. So he cried out to his court, go and get me a farmer. In the morning, the king was thrilled to see the falcon soaring high above the palace gardens. He said to his court, bring me the doer of this miracle. The court quickly located the farmer who came and stood before the king. The king asked him the question that everyone wanted to know. How did you make the falcon fly? How did you get the bird to leave its perch and soar majestically as it was created to soar? The humble farmer, with his head bowed, said to the king, My sire, your highness, it was very easy. I simply cut the branch where the bird was sitting. See, ladies and gentlemen, we were all made to fly, to realize our incredible potential as human beings. But at times, we get stuck on our branches. You know what those branches are called? They're called a comfort zone. And a lot of times, it is fear that keeps us on those branches. It is fear that keeps us from soaring. It is fear that keeps us from stepping out because the number one weapon formed against us is confusion. And if you think about it, confusion has a base in the fear of the unknown. See, we have a tendency to cling to things that are familiar to us. The possibilities are endless, but for most of us, they remain undiscovered because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. See, we have a tendency to conform to the familiar, the comfortable, the mundane. So for the most part, our lives are mediocre instead of how God created them. Remember, in the beginning, God created. And I always tell people to stop there. Our first introduction to God was as creator. And then 25 verses later, it says, let us make man in our image unto our likeness. Don't you hear it? We were made in the God class. We are images of God. We were made to create. We were given free will. But we weren't given free consequence. And choices have consequences. There are laws. Follow the science. Remember what we've been harping on by the woke? Follow the science. There's a chain of causation. There's a law of causality. Choices have consequences. There are many if-then statements in the Bible. If my people who are called by my name 
will turn from their wicked ways and humble themselves. Don't you hear the if? If you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and confess with them. Don't you hear a conditional statement? If A, then B. And by the way, logically, the opposite's correct. If not A, then not B. And so, ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to talk about this thing called that comfort zone. We get stuck in that comfort zone. And as we go through life, stuff attaches to us. You know, I travel a lot, and I was doing a class in Arkansas about a year ago, and I saw this billboard, and it shows a boat out of the water, and it says, beware of hitchhikers. I'm like, what what are you talking about? And they were talking about you put your boat in the water, and you get some some barnacles or, or little life forms that are attached to it. And then you take your boat out of the water, and you put another body of water, and you actually transform that thing, that creature from one body of water to the next. It's a hitchhiker. And so you got to sometimes pull your boat out of the water and scrape the hole because there's stuff attached to it that can do damage that is detrimental to that natural environment. And ladies and gentlemen, today, I want to ask you this. What got in your luggage that never should have been there? And let me ask you another thing. What did you lose from your luggage? And you're just now recently realizing you lost it. You weren't even aware that you lost it. And that's the key. You got to know who you are. You got to know why you're here. You got to know whose you are. Got this incredible message from a guy who went through class. Last night I was thinking about the leadership awakening. And there was one thing you said, Mr. Black, that really stuck with me. It was that God will will give you what you need, not what you want. And that he has a plan for us. I was reflecting on this and how it applied to me. And I knew it was the truth. If I took the class any earlier in life, I probably would have shrugged it off and tried to overanalyze, cast doubt in the process. And if I took it any later, it probably would be too late. My personal self being would have been too tainted. This class came at just the right time where I was able to accept and acknowledge I was damaged and needed help. I really appreciate everything you've done and are doing. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what life's about. To be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. It's time to unpack our luggage, see what's in there that we should have never added, and see what we lost. It's time to pick back up again. And after the break, we'll be joined by guests. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. What kind of legacy will you leave behind? 
Tune into this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike as they'll be discussing your legacy issues, the necessary steps you need to take to ensure your affairs are in order and that you're not leaving a mess for those you love. Whether you're young or old, rich or not so rich, this topic is critical for you, your spouse, and your loved ones. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570, or call them today with your questions at 855-231-6010. Yes, the sounds of Christmas, the Salvation Army bell ringing. Now hear this. Bell ringing for the Salvation Army has fallen way short. Be the hero. Register to ring at a red kettle today at SalvationArmyNorth.org slash kettle. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And ladies and gentlemen, we have three zones in life. And life's about choices. And we got to understand that choices have consequences. We have this thing called a comfort zone that most people live in, they dwell in, they rest in, they wake up in, they die in. And your comfort zone is a place where things go to die. Your marriage dies in your comfort zone. Your passion for your kids dies in your comfort zone. Your relationship with God dies in your comfort zone. Remember what Christ told the church at Ephesus in the book of Revelation. I have this one thing against you. You have forgotten your first love. We get comfortable and familiarity breeds contempt. And outside of that comfort zone, that's where you always find fear. I can tell people where what fear's address is. It is right outside your comfort zone. But here's the good news. It is false evidence appearing real. The only power that fear has is the power that we give it. And beyond that zone is a zone called panic. Intense fear. Now, you could function for a very short period of time, but do not forward your mail because you will fry your adrenal glands. And I've done that a few times in my short little 57 years on this planet. And if you don't believe me, let me get you someone else that can tell you what I'm talking about. Let's go to phone lines and let's welcome uh, Eric to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks, Mr. Black. Uh, How you doing? You're welcome. You're welcome. Is it a great day to be alive, Eric? <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Wonderful. Now, uh, you work for Iron Mechanical there in Sacramento, correct? That's right. Yeah, Terry and Jed Rissy, a great team, a great group of people, great team. And uh, you had heard uh, people were going through my training. You know, I've uh, Jed and all the executive teams going through. Now all the, uh, the 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 team members, project managers, all the supers, they're not lining up. And so you got a chance to go. Before you went to the class, Eric, what were you thinking? Did you need it? Did you want it? I mean, what was your mindset going into class? 
you know, I love motivation. Um, I feel like I'm a motivated person, but could always ask for more. And I went to thinking, you know, it's one of these pump you up classes. And, you know, I really had no expectation. I was just um, happy to go. Everybody was saying it's great. Yeah. And, you know, I got a chance to meet you when I was up there. Uh, I go on site every, uh, you know, quarterly. I like to be on site with my customers, my clients. And so I got a chance to meet you and not directly, but you got a chance to hear me talk a little bit when I was up there in Sacramento. And when you heard me talk, uh, that inspired you. It was that kind of what the impetus that said, man, I want to go to that thing. Oh yeah, I was excited to see you again. Yeah, um, you look good. I love you what you spot. had to say when you came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you gotta be honest with me, Eric. When the whole thing got started, five minutes into it, you know, Mister Sinner was up there getting ready to sit down. What are you thinking? What's going through your head, Eric? Um, oh crap! Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, was, man! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what I got myself into. Yeah, I yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but the end result, so let me tell you, because at first, scary, uncomfortable, but when it was all said and done, when you walked out of that room, how did you feel? I couldn't have been happier. Um, I was very excited for what's to come. Yeah, and you know, Eric, if you don't know, Eric's got a beautiful spirit. I mean, he's, uh, he's always got a smile on his face, but... What happened in that class, as you know this, Eric, I squeeze a lot, right? I put a lot of pressure on people. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As the old saying is, I bring it, yes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I keep bringing it, don't I? I don't let up. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Yeah. And now you see why. It wasn't to be mean. It wasn't because uh, I haven't had intimate relations with my wife in a long time. It's not because I haven't slept for days, right? Now you realize early on it was something that maybe some people took as as bitter or mean or nasty, but is anything I did in that class about being mean or anything like that? Absolutely not. I mean, once you go through it, you just realize how it's all out of love and yeah. I couldn't appreciate it more, Mr. Black. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, Jesus said himself, you know, there is no greater love uh, than a man who would lay down his life for a brother. Now, I didn't lay down my life for you, but I poured out my life. I, I brought it heart, body, and soul. I, I lead with my brokenness. I share my flaws. I share my mistakes uh, because I want to give other people permission. And in the process, I squeeze you. And when the process is squeezing, we bring out a lot of those toxins, a lot of those poisons, a lot of those uh, pains that people like you and I just stuff away and just move on, but they they were still there, weren't they, Eric? Oh, yeah. 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 How old are you? Uh, 29. So, young man, you know, I'm about, dude, I'm twice your age. That sounds so freaky. <laughs> you know, I'm 57 <laughs> years old. I'll turn 58 in October, but I am twice your age. But, man, I got a young spirit. Uh, I got 112,000 steps in that two and a half days. And uh, I was going before you guys were going. I was going after you were going. And every time you seen me, uh, I was full throttle, wasn't I? 100%. Yeah. You weren't holding back. Nah, I was not holding back. And at times you probably wish I would have. Oh, that's okay, Mr. Black. You don't need to do so much. That's good. We're good. We're good, yeah. right? But in the process, yeah. you got squeezed and some stuff come out of you. Let me ask you, what do you, you got a lot out of class. Is that fair to say? Yes, I did. Okay. But yes, let's, let's flip the coin. What did you leave in that class? Because you had a lot of stuff, a lot of baggage, a lot of stuff that was put on you in your past. 
that you was not of you, you did not deserve it, and it wasn't true. So tell me, uh, what were some of the things you left in that class? You know, I'd say the number one thing I left was was judgment mm-hmm. of myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, just leaving behind, you know, what the judgment against myself. Yeah, you and, you were keeping score of all the bad stuff you had done, huh? Oh, absolutely, and never thinking I was good enough, and it was really great just to be able to let that go and to know that I'm doing my best and. God doesn't expect perfection. and No. Matter of fact, God only expects perfection from one person. That's Jesus. Last time I checked, you're not him, and I'm not him. <laughs> uh, let me check. Nope, my producer's not him either. I can see him right there. He's not him either. <laughs> so uh, there's only one him uh, in us. And uh, that's one thing I love. Actually, I study my Bible. I don't just read it. I study it. And uh, the whole purpose of the Ten Commandments was to point to a Savior to show us that we could not be perfect. We could not keep uh, we could not enter kingdom. Remember, Jesus even said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And so, Morty, when you realize that you can't be perfect, when you realize you're just as flawed as the person next to you, when you realize you've made mistakes like they've made mistakes, when you realize you hurt and you cry and you desire just like that other person does, boy, things change, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. And what do you- I felt such a connection with all my classmates- and you knew some um, of them. I felt like they're part of my family. Yeah. yeah. And you knew, right? You knew a couple, you had a couple people in there that you had met before, you knew before. Um, how do you feel about those people now? I feel like I never really knew them. Yeah. Um, I, I'm so happy I was able to share my experience with those people. And uh, we're so much closer now. Yeah, like family. Like family. And, you know, I was talking to Jed. You know, Jed's a friend of mine. And, uh, you know, Jed, uh, outside of everything, before you went to that class, Jed, Jed said this. I talked to him last night, too. He said, man, Eric is such a great guy, man. He's man. He's a people person. He's a jokester. Early on, I was wondering, why is he so being so silly and all that? But he said people respond to it. He lights up a room when he comes in. Man, people really, he really uh, connects with people. So that's how Jed saw you. And you now realize that what other people were getting from Eric was about 70, 80%, correct? Yeah. Be- because you know why I can prove that? Because you doubted yourself, didn't you? Definitely. Yeah. You're not good enough. Boy, if people really knew who you were. You know, I'm not as good as that guy over there. I'm not as good as that guy. Ever have those type of thoughts in your head? All the time. Yeah. Well, I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, in the class, we squeezed that out of you. And what's different now? I mean, what do you think if you had to pinpoint something? What's the greatest takeaway so far, the greatest benefit you feel you've gotten from that class? I think just the stress relief. Um, I was so worried about what's to come, what's in the future, and I wasn't really living in the now. And now I take every day, every interaction as what's happening right now. I feel like I'm in the moment. Hmm. And it's just a great feeling. That's huge. What have you noticed different about yourself at work? You know, you've been at work now this week. What are you noticing? How are you responding? How are you showing up? What are you noticing different about yourself? Just not responding negatively. Um, I learned it's all in the mind, and I can't control how others perceive what I say. So if they get angry about it, you know, that's as long as I'm doing the righteous thing and the, yeah. and the right thing, then I can't control how they react. and 
they can't control how I react. No. Nope. And that's all my power yep. right there. I mean, you learned a lot about how you work, right? I mean, I taught you transactional analysis, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, logotherapy, multiple intelligences, uh, neuro-linguistic programming is my master's. And so you learned a lot about how you work and how you create experience, didn't you? Yes, I did. And that's yes, why you said you can't control. One of my favorite quotes, and you heard it so many times by Dr. Viktor Frankl, between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom that nobody can make you do anything. There'd be uh, Once someone says something or does something, our mind is six times faster than we talk. And so we automatically go to what we know. We see something from our past. We say something from our past or we feel something from our past. And then based on that, we respond. And so you realize this weekend that nobody can make you do anything. You have to buy in. And once you understand that, then you can choose different in the space between. Correct? That's exactly right. So, hey, brother, we're getting ready to go heartbreak. Uh, Liz, you got a lot of people listening who have never been through my training, who've been listening to me for seven plus years. What would you tell them about Leadership Awakening? I couldn't recommend it more. I mean, it was uh, life-changing and empowering and uh, don't wait on it it'll change your life all aspects well i appreciate eric you get to work because i know jen never paying you so thank you for joining us i appreciate you <laughs> you have an awesome day my friend okay all right talk to you soon Mr. all right buddy. god bless uh, i am black and we'll be back after these commercial messages Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join me for a memorable travel opportunity. Mike Gallagher and I are headed back to Israel next October for the Stand with Israel tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, as we visit key sites in the Holy Land thoughtfully designed to give you an unprecedented view of a region you've likely only heard about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details. You'll set foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem, sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and more. We'll have special guides for our group, luxury accommodations, and I will be broadcasting, and so will Mike, our shows from Israel. No other trip will be like the Stand With Israel Tour. Come with Mike Gallagher and me in 2023. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that back on? 
At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today, we are using the analogy of a suitcase. You know, we go through life, and we put stuff in our baggage, and we lose stuff. Most of it's conscious, but let's be honest. I've put things in my bags before the hotel that I did not mean to put in there. And I can tell you, unfortunately, I have left so many things (laughs) Uh, of mine in a hotel. This last one, we were just in Minneapolis. Uh, uh, you know, the, the Hyatt Regency got a brand new, uh, charger. <laughs> Bought one of those $50 chargers. You know, you can plug it in and charge your phone on the go. And I left it plugged in the bathroom. And guess what? It's gone. I have left so much stuff, uh, in hotel rooms. And it's a great analogy because we live in these zones. We live in this comfort zone. Outside of that's a zone called fear. And outside of this zone is called panic. Uh, and the one thing I learned a long time about fear is it's false evidence appearing real. It's not real. I always tell people to put your right hand out in front of you, a cup it, because I want you to imagine in your hand is a freshly cut lemon. I want you to see the lemon juice as it's dripping off the side. I want you to put that lemon up to your nose and take a big whiff. Mm, smell the lemon. Now open your mouth and take a big bite out of it. And if I was looking at a lot of you, I'd see this cringy, sourpuss face on you. And I'd say, why the funny face? What's going on there? And you would say something like, well, it's sour, Mr. Black. And I would say, what's sour? There's nothing in your hand. You look silly. Put your hand down. See, even though there was nothing in your hand, for some of you, if you really did what I just told you, that your body would act as if. You had a lemon. My salivary glands are still excreting. I got saliva filling up my mouth because I imagined a lemon. And that's what fear is. It's false evidence appearing real. And once you realize it's nothing more than a chemical response to what you're thinking about, your breathing, and your physiology, then, as Susan Jeffers wrote in the great book, you can feel the fear and do it anyways. And in the process, fear has a way. When you move through that fear, it's the fiery furnace. It separates things that are of great value from things that are of no value. And that's really what I do in Leadership Awakening. And talking about things of great value, let's go to the phone lines. Let's welcome Kayla to Like It Matters Radio. How are you doing, Kayla? I'm great, Mr. Black. How are you today? You know, I'm doing much better now. I'm on the radio. I got an incredible woman on the radio with me. You know, I hate to quote an old Paps Blue Ribbon commercial, but hey, it doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> so uh, you, uh, how did you come to our training? How did you find out about Like It Matters? Uh, through my brother. Uh, you just mentioned him earlier, Jed Rissey. Yeah. Um, he, great, he went there. and Great uh, guy, isn't he? 
He's amazing, yeah. yeah he's listening. Remember how good he is. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to it. You and I got a chance to meet uh, at a, a dinner when I was up there doing some training on site for Iron Mechanical. Uh, and the so cool when we met, uh, just after a couple minutes, your dad said, oh, hey, Kayla, you got to meet this guy in, about training in five, seven, eight minutes. You're like, I'm there. I'm there, and I hear that all the time. And people who are there when they're in front of me at a function never really get there in front of me in a classroom. But you got there in front of me in a classroom. And so uh, when you came in the class, how did you think you were doing in life? I know it's hard to kind of think way back then because it seems like so much has changed. But what was Kayla's mindset on Thursday about her life? Uh, was it okay? Was she doing well? I mean, where, what was the check-in? Where were you at? Well, I feel like I kind of was self-diagnosed before I, I went there, mm-hmm. and I, I was looking to to open my heart again. Um, you know, I I read a lot of books, and I go through the motions, and I was busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my heart was turned off, um, and, and that, that's really what I, what I went there searching for, and I found it. Yeah, so you knew. So you knew something, you were at a point, is it fair to say, and again, I don't know, I, we haven't talked about this, and so this isn't a pre-planned conversation for those listening. Um, would you say there was something in your life that wasn't working well and you really were digging down, like wanting to figure out what it was, just something was missing? Is that fair to say? Oh, for sure. Completely fair to say. Um, you know, you talked on the, the show leading up to this about the, the baggage, and mm. it's, it's exactly how I would explain it. You know, you go through life and you, you have that painful moment and you detach a part of yourself and then you pick on something else. And throughout the years, that became, you know, my identity. And going through that your class, it had the opportunity to realize that's not who I am. That's right. Um, I want to go home. Mm. Oh, wow. That's, that's so deep meaning because other people don't know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. And and so you would come to a point, you're, you're, you're successful, a single mom, uh, attractive woman, young. I think you're somewhere around 30. And I know I'm not supposed to ask a woman her age, but, you know, somewhere <laughs> around there. So, I mean, on the outside, your dad raved about you. Oh, my God, you do this and you do this. You're so good that you get to live over here and then come up here. I mean, before I ever met you, uh, you know, I, I was prepared to, to shine your shoes for you and see if that would be OK. Because <laughs> but this is what people see on the outside. They go, wow. And your your workplace, too. Like, wow, what a what incredible woman, what a leader, but you were, you were doing it empty, right? Completely empty. And impressing people. And and impressing people. This is the thing. You had no sense of purpose and passion. You said, and those now, you know, are the two drivers, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Purpose is why you get up and do what you do, right? And why you keep doing it even when other people quit and passion. And this is what I think you really hit you. Passion is the fuel source. See, so many people are running on empty. Sound familiar? Yes. Yeah. How many times did you say you were running on empty over the last little while, a couple of years or whatever? Uh, uh, every day. Yep. Yep. Just, just making it, going, going through the motions, doing what I knew I was supposed to do. Yep. Um, you know, checking those boxes. Yep. Um, but my heart wasn't wasn't there. No. And so it took a little bit. You know, just like if you've ever seen someone whose heart stops beating, they take those paddles, they rub them together, and they pound them on the chest, go clear, and that body jerks, right? You've seen it before. Yes. That's kind of what I did to you, right? 
But, oh, 100% what you did to yeah, me. <laughs> but without the paddles, without that electricity, and without saying, clear! But that's exactly yeah. what I did. And at, at some point, a shift took place. You know, you came into it. You trusted. You were one of my leaders. I was so proud of you. I'm still proud of you. Um, you went for it. You pushed. Uh, and yet, at some point, uh, you realize you're still just checking the boxes, still going through the motions. But something happened in there that really was a shift. Where did that shift take place for you? Um, I, without going into the exercises, yeah. there was basically one where I had to look within within myself and really kind of put a mirror to my soul and think about who I am right now and where I want people to remember me of um, or as. And that was it. And I, I felt the spirit tell me that, Kayla, you're worthy. You're worthy of my love. Um, and... That, that was the moment right there. Mm, wow. By the way, you guys had such a spiritual class. You know, that this is not a religious class. I want people to know that. Uh, there's not a single bit of scripture in my manual. I wrote it. I can tell you what's in it. Um, I, I'm a man of God, though. I am. And the Bible says from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. I, I study the Quran too. Uh, I can talk to my Muslim uh, brothers and sisters. I know in their Quran, uh, Isa al-Messiah, uh, Jesus the Messiah, there's 94 ayats. Uh, verses in the Quran, uh, and the Quran says that Jesus is the breath of Allah. He's on a seat of Allah. Uh, so, I mean, the, the Quran. A lot of people don't know this. Say that a Christian can be a Muslim's best friend. That's what their book says. But just like a lot of people don't read our book, <laughs> a lot of people don't read their book. And when I study it, their book is seventy percent from the Bible. Thirty percent is other stuff, which I'll leave that alone. But seventy percent is actually from the Bible. And so the spirit grabbed, got a hold of you and said, you are worthy. You are my daughter. And you know this, Kayla, what is the daughter of a king called? Princess. Yeah. That's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And so now you're awake, but you've now come to a realization that you've been tainted by the world. Haven't you? Yes. And what are you going to do about it? Right. That's the tough question, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that is a tough question. Now do you see why I make you make a 30-day no life-changing decision? Does that make sense now? <laughs> <laughs> it does. I called my brother yesterday thinking about some changes, and he yeah. reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah. So for those that don't know, we make agreements in the class, and one of them is this. Confidentiality is one of them. But the second one is that you will not make any life-changing decisions for 30 days upon the completion of this class. Now, you know, I say you're not going to wait 30 days to make any changes, you know, because you're, you're going to go home and be a better mom. You're going to go home and be a better employee. You're going to go home and be a better friend. You're going to get closer to God. All those things, change those immediately. But in relation to where you work, uh, who you live with, uh, and where you live, I said, I want you, if you don't, don't have a change in place already, then I want you to make a commitment. Now you know why, Right. Yes. Because you're going to come out with eyes wide open. You're going to come out with your heart on fire. You're going to come up with your mind clear and fresh. And then you're going to see things that previously in your comfort zone, you weren't willing to look at. Have you found that true? Yes, completely true. And it's uncomfortable, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But what have you learned about living outside your comfort zone? It's pretty good, isn't it? It, it is good. It, it's not, I'm outside of the comfort zone, but I also have the peace in my heart. Um, I know that I, I'm not in control and, you know, I, 
spent years controlling everything around me, creating anxiety and panic attacks and all these things. If I couldn't control it, I, you know, but I'm not in control. I'm in control of my mind, but God's in control of everything else. Oh, that's so beautiful. And that by itself, that brings something called peace, right? Yes. And that's what you've really been looking for. A lot. I don't, you know, you know me, I don't like to put words in people's mouth. And so I ask them questions uh, and, but, and they say, what do they want? But really what people are looking for is peace. And you can't get peace until you have peace with God. And I think that's where you're going. And so stay with me. We're going to a hard break. Uh, I want to keep you on the line if you don't mind. Uh, We'll be back in three minutes. Today, it's Like It Matters. We're talking about this baggage and what have you packed in it. We'll be back after these messages. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. After nearly three decades on the sidelines as an Emmy Award-winning reporter, Michelle Tafoya's now coaching us through today's insanity. Check out Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya for her unique and sane perspective. You'll hear from players, coaches, subject matter experts, and key players in the political sphere. Stream Sideline Sanity with our MVP, Michelle Tafoya, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Are you about to sign an order for siding, roofing, or windows, but you're worried that the price is too high? Keep them honest by contacting me at GetMyThreeQuotes.com, and I'll email competitive quotes your way. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're talking about what's in the luggage, bro. You know, sometimes in life, we things attach to us that never should have attached to us. Uh, and sometimes in life, things die. We lose things, sometimes consciously, sometimes unconsciously. And you got to understand the difference. And you got to sometimes pull off the rat race of life, pull off the freeware life, and take an inventory to open up your luggage, open up your baggage, unpack it, and see what you've lost, what you misplaced, and see what was in there. Like, wow, that's in there? That should never be in there. That's the whole thing about the fiery furnace, the smelter's fire. You, You take something of great value that has stuff called dross, and dross has no value. And so the no value takes away from the great value. And so you must take this and put it in this intense pressure, this intense heat, so intense that it melts this this into liquid, not because you don't like it, not to be mean, not to abuse it, not so it can play the victim, but so you can separate that which is of great value from that which is of no value. And that's what we do in Leadership Awakening. So we're blessed today to have a recent graduate from Team 240, Kayla, join us. Again, Kayla, I know you're busy. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. Uh, it's awesome. So so let's keep with the theme of the, the show. So there were some things uh, that you left there in Leadership Awakening. What do you think you left in Leadership Awakening? All the pain that I attached to me and and made a part of who I was. Um, which is huge yeah. because it, it isn't who I am at all. Nope. nope. Um, and yet we attach it to our identity. And, you know, I explained yeah. to you the neurological levels, right? Dr. Robert Diltz, uh, on the bottom level, there's environment. Above that's behavior. Above that's capabilities. Above that is belief systems and values. Above that is identity. And then above that is spirit. Uh, and we got to be careful that we don't attach what we do or what was done to us to our identity, because it's a lot easier to change what we're doing than who we are. That's why it's so important. And you had a lot of, of pain, a lot of things that people did to you, maybe some things that you realized that maybe I could have made a better choice. And so you had attached that to your identity, which had lowered that value of yourself. That's really what happened. Do you see that now? Oh, for sure. And what changed? Very clear now. Your identity changed, didn't it? it yes. I didn't recognize myself in my own family sometimes. Yep. And I'm going to ask you something. You uh, And it's probably going to tie into my last question I'm going to ask you. But you, when you came home, you said something to me. And then I talked to your dad, Terry, because he's a friend. And Terry said that when, when she said, she, I don't know if you text or whatever, she said that uh, I'm home. What did you mean by your home? My, my heart was home. I was able to see who I was again. Mm. And know that God loved me for for who I am. Mm. I, I don't. It, it's not an actual place. It's it's my soul it was yeah. a it was awake and alive and and I and I could feel feel the power of it. I could feel the love of my family and mm. <laughs> the love of myself wow. again. Wow, wow, that's so. And again, from a forty eight hour class, how many how much leadership training have you been through in your life? I mean, you're a strong woman. You've been through a lot, haven't you? I have, yeah. I've read pretty much every leadership book out there. 
my brain knew what to do yep. for sure. Yep. Uh, my, my heart didn't. <laughs> yeah. And, and the reason why there's the biggest gap in most people's life is between the head and the heart. It is the great chasm for most people. You know, even the Bible says you always go around learning, but never learning. But boy, there's so many smart people out there. This, that, that's what, and again, I don't, and please, I don't mean to offend you if I do, uh, not intentional. This whole woke culture is, is crazy because it's taken things that aren't healthy, that aren't good. And most of us know that. And yet we stay silent. We pretend because we want to fit in. We Can't we all just get along? We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. And in the process, we numb ourselves down. We actually sell our soul. We become somebody we're not. And I think this weekend for you was a chance to really revisit who is Kayla? Why is Kayla here? Why does Kayla get up every day, do what she does and go home at night? Why does Kayla have have the opportunity she has? And you're a single mom. You have what, 13, 14-year-old daughter? 14, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, I don't know about you, Kayla. I would not want to be a kid today. It's tough. <laughs> and you're her guide. You're her picture. You're her example. What have you noticed different uh, uh, with you and your daughter since you've been back? Um, awareness. Um, just really trying to nurture and show her the passion um, in my heart. I, I mean, I, I had a realization moment in the training of, you know, she wants to hug me all the time and I hug her. I, I know I'm supposed to hug her back, but my mind's going on thinking of what I got to do next. I got to get this done. I got to get that done. And I don't take the time to, to just nurture her and let her know that she's loved. And, up until now. Um, <laughs> up until now. That's yes. Right. Scratch Mr. that Black. CD, right? Scratch that CD, break that yes. LP, pull on that eight track, right? Up until yes. now. And has she responded? Yeah. Yeah. She thinks it's a little weird. It is weird. 14 though. Oh, so. absolutely. Well, she got, you got all the changes going on and she wants to fit in. I mean, it's a, it's a weird time outside of the weirdness of today. Right. I mean, for all of us, it's a weird, it's awkward. Our teen years are awkward. That's uh, called the awkward teens. And, you know, I, I remember there's a guy I counsel and coach, good friend. And, uh, you know, he was telling me a story. He said years ago, um, you know, he something, something happened in his relationship with his wife and, she kind of went off on a little deep end, and he became the good soldier. He stuck it out with the kids, and he did what he was supposed to. He had to provide for the family and do all this. And she went off and did some things and then wound up coming back. And he just kept going on, kept going on, never brought up, never anything. And not too long ago, something happened, and he just blew up. And he said, you know, you never even ask forgiveness for what you did or apologize for that. And it, it, it healed. She actually said, uh, uh, you know, apologize, all that. And this man said, man, I didn't realize that's all I needed. It's all I needed that there was this wound. And when I told him, I said, listen, here's what happened. You were being a good soldier. Your heart was ripped out. You had daggers in it. But you soldiered on. You just just bandaged up that wound. But you had to, you had, someone had to take care of the kids. Someone had to provide. Someone had to go to work. Someone had to do what needed to be done. And he just kept going, and he's a, he's a man of God, so he didn't hold a grudge. He really handled it as a great Christian. I, I don't think I would have done that. He forgave. He moved on. He didn't bring it up again, and he just let it go. But what happened, he didn't realize it, is he was still so wounded. So even though he was going through the motions, he was doing the things, that wound had never been healed. And the coolest thing, when she said, I'm so sorry for the way I treated I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And he said that. It was like, wow, everything was healed. And, and now he's like, this, this, we got this young love again. 
And it was just because there was this pain that was never dealt with. And I think some of that could have happened for you this weekend. Is that fair to say? Oh, definitely. Couldn't have described it better, Mr. Black. Yeah, well, um, it's, a, it's a powerful process. So what do you think is the greatest benefit, greatest takeaway, if you had to pinpoint something from Leadership Awakening? What do you think? Um, understanding um, myself, knowing my worth, um, opening my heart, understanding the control I have over my mind and my words, um, and, and taking that back and um, really just feeling feeling peace. Yeah. Peace of God because you have a peace with God, right? Yes. See. And awake. Yeah. And now every day. Isn't that cool? You yes. see things and hear things. Dealing with employees, right? You're more aware of things, right? Yes. Isn't that cool? Because you deal kind of, not, I don't know if it's HR, but you deal a lot with people. What have you noticed differently about dealing with people this week? I'm such a better listener already. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I even noticed the head tilt. <laughs> yeah, isn't that incredible? Because when you're not so busy talking, we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. When you're not wrapped up in your own internal dialogue, you can be fully present with the person that's actually talking to you, correct? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want you to know, Kayla, I'm a fan of yours. I was a fan of yours before you went in. Uh, the way you showed up in my training, I, I show people what they're made of. And boy, when I squeezed you, you rose. When I squeezed you, you didn't fall down and feel sorry for yourself. When I squeezed you, you didn't blame your parents or blame your ex or blame this or blame that. What you did is when I squeezed you, you got knocked on your butt and you metaphorically picked yourself up, dusted yourself off and hit it again. And then you said, glad to be home, daddy. Thanks for waiting for me. So I want you to know I'm a big fan. I'm proud of you. I know God's proud of you. I know your dad on this earth is proud of you as well as the one in heaven. So thank you so much for joining me. God bless you, Kayla, and we'll talk soon, okay? Thank you for all you do. Oh, you're very welcome, God Kayla. bless you. All right, have a great day. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to sit there in the rut. You don't have to be tied up in all the past. See, that's why, you know, I, I do this. Yeah, we promote our daily radio, our, our leadership awakening class, but let's be honest. I counsel on the show. I teach you guys how you work. And I know for many reasons, some of you listeners will never attend a class. And if you're one of those people and you're still being blessed, would you consider uh, a gift? You know, we function off donations. Uh, some that pay can and most that don't. So go to likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit and get your tax deductible donation. I am Mr. Black reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.